0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Side Quest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh welcome, welcome, I guess, back. I don't know how to start these. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we we're, do this every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that maybe that's our thing. We just keep every week. I don't know how to start. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll have a we'll have a full like script to go off of at some point, but uh welcome. Yeah, we're on track. Doing we're not missing a week this week, so that's good. Yeah. Um new new apartments fun it's still weird to be on my own like it's not as weird as I thought it would be Mm -hmm. because like I guess because I still live like
1: you're in the same area yeah
0: like I'm I pretty much have lived here going to work for like so many like years that like I know this place now but like also helps that I know my roommate beforehand and I've like visited this place so it wasn't the like the weirdest I guess transition yeah but uh yeah that's Pretty much the main thing. I've been working a lot. Got that overtime pay the past two weeks, so this next paycheck's going to be lit. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've I've just been chilling here. How have, have you been? Uh, pretty good. Uh,
1: after the last podcast, I, um... Well, I don't know if I'd had the test before or after, but I had a heart MRI. Mm-hmm. Um... I have to have those every once in a while, because I have a just shit heart because of the muscular dystrophy and everything, and uh, I was stressing about it, but uh finally got the results back, and the doctor said that my heart looks way better than the last one, and it seems to just be getting better with age, so uh, it was a happy night of drinking instead of a sad night of drinking. Hell yeah. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, you, got, you gotta take the happy nights occasionally. Yeah, I'll I'll take them where I can get them, but uh yeah, past that, I um, I finally finished Crazy Rich Asians on Sunday. The, I was gonna say the audiobook. Yes, and I was fucking bawling in the back room at work.
0: I um, we'll we'll get to that in the what we've been doing this week, but like I'm actually very excited to hear the the general like gist of this. Yeah. Because I'm the outsider looking in. I still haven't seen the movie, so I'll I'll get to it. But like I kind of want to like it's been fun being the odd man out mm-hmm. with this so i have very good things to say good because i just based on your like just you alone has been like the only thing i have of this series Mm. like hearing you talk about i'm like god i need to read it but also it's like i want to wait to see what he says like i want to see like is the finish line good like we all we all set like everything so yeah it's worth it hell yeah dog well, I say let's just get right into it then. Uh, do you want to start with the, what we've been doing? Just go off on Crazy Rich? or Yeah, let's
1: let's just get on the Crazy Rich Asian train right. real quick. Before we get there, you want some water? Yes. All right, cool. Not sponsored by Liquid Death.
0: We're not sponsored, but I have two cases that I've already drank most of. This is my go-to like water supply at this point. If Liquid
1: Death wanted to sponsor us, I'd be cool with that.
0: You hear that, Liquid Death? With all 20-something of our listeners? It tastes so watery. <laughs> see, we can do
1: sponsors. I know it's water every time I open it, but every time I sip it, I expect to taste
0: monster. <laughs> it's not even that. Like, I, I went to the gas station once, and a dude was like, he he just kind of like glanced at it and was like, "Yeah, I got see an ID." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, he just went for the the alcohol, and I went, oh this water." And he like looked at the can, and literally, and literally like grabbed it, and went. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I would have like, been
1: like, are we living in the Lorax? What do you need to see my ID for?
0: Like, that's what I was like, I like in my head, I'm like, D- wait, we just there now? Like, <laughs> dystopian future? I need an ID for water? <laughs> you gotta be
1: 21 and up to buy water
0: now. <laughs> so I was just like, oh shit. But like, that was funny, just because, yeah, these are like, what? Would you, was this be considered a tall, not a tall boy, but. I mean, it's it's about the size of a tall boy, I guess. For those who don't know, that if you've seen a Liquid Death can, it does look like a beer can, the gold rim, the gold
1: top, and everything kind of gives it like Corona vibes too. So the, I, I
0: kind of see the, and then like the Liquid Death logo, mm-hmm. you're kind of like ah, not yeah. So I, I definitely understood, but I thought it was a funny, funny bit. Yeah, but yeah. So I'll let you figure out how you want to tell me what you've been doing, because I know you've probably played some stuff, probably more Disco, some Crazy Rich. So just unload, see what, see what you got. I'll just start off with Crazy Rich Asians because that's at the forefront of my mind right okay. now. Let me let me let me let me then ask some questions first, and okay. we'll, we'll spiral from there. So of all the of all the stories, because you've this was audiobook, you you listened to it. Mm-hmm. Of all the stories you've either read, listened so do, how would you like rank this? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty high up there. It's
1: very well written. Um, it really gives you a sense of, like, the world that it's in, even though it's very close to, like, our own world. You c- It gives you a good understanding of what's going on, even outside of the characters and their story and everything. So it feels like you're right there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because it, it is, you know, as the title would suggest, a world of crazy rich Asians. And without a lot of context, you know, you probably wouldn't feel as much for a lot of these characters, but they do a really good job at like putting you in there and making you understand like, okay, this is what these values are like for people like this. And it just, you know, it, uh, it does a good job explaining itself, I guess.
0: And the storytelling, like, so it's kind of just general plot structure from beginning you start, here's the character's introduction, and then it goes through, or you, is it kind of like it
1: switches perspective?
0: Okay, because that's that's one thing I, I wanted to know is like, is it like literally you have multiple people that it's like here's the these lives of the crazy rich agents? Yeah, okay. it's
1: it. Uh, I mean, it all goes pretty much chronologically, except for when there's like a flashback scene to give you some context for something that happens later. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything, every chapter starts with a date, a character that you're actually going to be following, so you don't have to have that page or two of guesswork. And then, um, like, where they actually are in the world. So, like, a lot of times it'll start with Astrid and it'll be like, okay, Astrid, Paris, 2009, something like that. And you're like, okay, okay. so this is in the past. This is going to have something to do with something later. Um, it, Without that sort of thing, it could be confusing, but it's not because it's all in there and it does a good job of explaining. And uh, characters reminisce on a lot of things and use uh, past tense language like that. So... You always know what's going on, even though it can be a bit, you know, all over the place Mm. timeline-wise. But, uh, yeah, it it covers a lot of different characters. Um, I want to say there's about five or six that get focused on throughout the whole book, um, and they kind of cut back and forth between all of them, chapter to chapter, Mm. and the second book seems to be doing the same exact thing. Okay, (laughs) I started that, by the way.
0: Yeah, so, I guess all in all then, so, you know, it's good characters, good story, Um, I'm assuming the plot, like, is interesting, even. Yeah, definitely. So, so it does a good job to, like, hook you pretty early, or you gotta kind of read a bit.
1: It does for me, Mm -hmm. um, just because, like, the, I mean, I, I, I just like romance, I guess, Yeah. so, you know, reading anything like that, and then having that hook of. This guy's been insanely rich the whole time and Rachel never knew about it. Um, you know, that just kind of adds, you know, flavor to what I was already enjoying. But I mean, I already knew that going in because I'd seen the movie as well, but I would have kept reading otherwise.
0: So would you... So that's another question I have is is book versus movie. Would you say book would be the better option or would you also be like, oh, well, if you're not going to read just absolutely... Like, the movie's still good on its own. Like
1: I, I think the movie is very good on its own. Um, The book does a lot of the same things, but it adds so much more. Like, uh, I mean, I guess that's to be expected, but like Astrid's whole story is a saga throughout the whole book. Whereas every now and again in the movie, it's kind of like every other scene or so she'll get, you know, some development. But she basically has a whole plot to herself in the book. Hmm. And uh, I really like that because she's pretty much my favorite character. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I would say watch the movie first and then read the book. The endings are night and day different. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's something to consider. And I'm wondering... Which ending, yeah, do you prefer? I think I actually prefer the book's ending. But the movie's ending is really, really good on its own. It took a lot of, like... Well I'm not finished with the whole trilogy yet Okay. But it took a lot of liberties From the first book That I felt You know were warranted With the characters they had So I, I don't think it did a disservice To the writing at all Yeah and I was gonna say
0: I was, We're getting there at Crazy Rich Asians 2 Hell yeah we are So we're probably gonna get that second book Fuck yeah but all in all, like, yeah, hearing you talk about this is, like, made me, like, really want to get into it. So I was waiting for the, the like, which one to do first, like, sh- movie versus book. Because I'm like, I, I want to get the full experience. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll just, you know, read it and then watch it. But... Yeah, it's it's been so interesting because like usually we're we're always talking about like comics and manga and like nerd shit. Yeah. And then you come in and be like, bro, Crazy Rich Asians, shit's fire <laughs> when they putting out the Crazy Rich Asians comics. But um, <laughs> fucking IDW, get on that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, have that Sonic crossover. <laughs> a crazy Rich Asian Sonic AU. <laughs> crazy Rich Amy. <laughs> well, we couldn't do it because of the mandates. But yeah,
1: yeah, I guess. But um. I, I I don't think a lot of people know about this aspect of my personality, but I'm really into, like, Gossip Girl, too. I remember, I remember you telling me that
0: and me having, like, a legit, like, reaction. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
1: I fucking love that show.
0: Which one, though? Because the new one or the old one? The original. Okay. Because I know there's a new, like, rebooted version of it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the one you talk about or, like, the original. I don't know anything about the reboot. Okay.
1: But, uh, yeah, I, I really fuck with Gossip Girl. OG DeGrassi, that shit slaps. Wheel,
0: wheelchair Drake,
1: yeah. Dr- that scene where Drake gets shot in the spine, it's hilarious. I'm real,
0: real with you, it's so funny out of context. The way
1: it's shot is so funny. He just turns around and starts
0: running. It's so funny out of context because I just saw the scene. I haven't watched DeGrassi, so seeing that, I'm just like, fucking hell yeah. Yeah, it was a whole season
1: build up to this guy becoming a school shooter, and then yeah, and he
0: shoots Drake. I love that, by the way, Drake went from, like, like actor in a fucking teen, like, drama show to one of the biggest fucking rappers in the world.
1: Yeah, that's not Drake to me. That's Aubrey.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, like, yeah... Hearing you talk about this stuff, because like, to be fair, like everybody has like what we, I think we call those guilty pleasures. But this, I don't think you're very guilty. I'm not of it. guilty, yeah. about it at all. I love that shit. I mean, to be fair, it's like I'm the same with like Teen Wolf. Yeah, where that show is objectively just shit. It drops plot points. There's so many loopholes. Character motivations whack. The only reason people like that show is because season three was fire. Yeah, and everything else was just like, ah, I mean, it is it is what it is. But like. I love that show to death. All stupid drama bullshit and all like, like it's so funny. Like I love the fact, by the way, the, so the guy who makes it is gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that show, like usually you watch a lot of these like drama shows and they're very objectifying to some of the girls and whatever. Teen Wolf is just, all right. So how many shirtless dudes can we fit in this season? And I'm literally sitting here going like, is this what it's like to be objectified? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like Jesus, I'm talking, like, any time they get a chance... Because, like, there's a lot of locker room scenes. Just any time Derek's on the screen, they're like, all right, got to find a way to get his shirt off. Like, it, it's so funny to see it. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you've told me about Gossip Girl. Yeah. And I, I, I've been wanting to watch it, just based on your recommendation. And, like, we have a lot of similar tastes, so I feel like I'd enjoy it. Yeah. But I also don't need to sit there and, like just turn into like a fucking 16 year old girl just going oh my gosh I mean how it, did that
1: happen I, I feel like it has very similar vibes to Teen Wolf so I think you would like vibe with it really hard once you got into it but um yeah Dan I still think Dan is a cunt but uh, didn't deserve Serena at all
0: um Chuck Bass is the fucking OG I think you'd like him also just for I, I don't know how to turn it off on my computer but my computer is, is tied to my phone Mm-hmm. So uh it's gonna Make noise So I probably could just Turn the sound off On my end But That uh Sorry about that But um Yeah like so I guess all in all Crazy Rich Asians 10 out of 10 Absolutely would recommend For me hell yeah Any- Anything else you wanna talk about that Before you move on Or anything else you need to say Uh I'm trying
1: to think of things that I can say without spoilers. There's a character in a very late chapter in the book that gets introduced, and then you follow his point of view for that one chapter, and in that one chapter, I completely, like, my heart went out to this guy, and it was just so amazingly written, and, uh, I cannot remember his name right now, but, um... He was basically Astrid's first boyfriend or whatever. And uh, Astrid's whole arc throughout the book and the movie is she's struggling with her husband having an affair. And the guy, like, helps Astrid, like, hire a PI to, like, find where his husband's mistress is. They go to confront him and everything. Astrid is, like, broken for weeks on end. And then the guy, it... It's from his point of view, so it goes into his, you know, psyche. And, um, he's... They're on a sailboat together, and he reminisces about, like, the first time he really saw her, like, excited. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, he really laments that he'll never get to see that again, because he's in a loveless marriage himself. He got married the year after they broke up, and, uh, it was more of, like, an arranged, you know, for the status kind of thing. And, um he really hated her being in a bad situation so he essentially spent a shitload of money financing her husband's company just to like you know make her happy in life even if he wasn't going to be a direct you know person in it and that really
0: just fucking hit (laughs) yeah yeah uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna get get to it at some point, either book or movie. But I'll I'd say just sit down and watch the movie,
1: and if the movie interests you, then you'll definitely like the book. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll get to it. I still got to fucking catch up on Moon Knight before the finale. I got one I've more episode. Just,
1: I've still only seen the first
0: two. I I highly recommend. Cause apparently the the fifth one is like hype, and people and people got sad. So I was like, all right, cool. I know it's good. I just I keep being an idiot and not watching it. Yeah, well, I didn't watch the most recent one, so I'll I'll get to that, but. Yeah, so to all the listeners, Crazy Rich Asians, go, go hard. Go get it. Do it. Yep. If
1: I could get a signed copy by Kevin Kwan, I think I would be just perfect in life.
0: You hear that? Kevin Kwan will sponsor.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: if I found out that Kevin Kwan was one of our seven listeners, I'd probably shit my pants.
0: Somehow the internet's going to push this out <laughs> to him now. Eventually. Yeah. Well in a couple years we'll find this episode. Yeah. Um all right, what else have you been up to? What else have you been doing? More disco? Uh yes, I beat it last night. Fuck yeah? Yeah. Alright,
1: how do you like how'd you like it? It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it uh it was a bad time to finish it right after finishing Crazy rotations Well, I bet that was fun. <laughs> I thought I was broken before, but then I got even more broken did
0: Right, how? Uh, obviously, story's great. Writing's great. How? How did you did you play with the dice? Did you did you take some chances with some of the, the the uh, the dialogues? When I absolutely had no other choice, I would roll it, and sometimes it would
1: come out on top. There was one moment in the game where it was like a no-win situation, and a lot of bad shit went down. But um. Getting to the end of it and, like, seeing the culmination of everything that I did and, you know, the uh, the finality of that last dream that he has and finding out that he's had that three times a week for however many years,
0: that really hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's... Man, it's... It, I, I still need to finish it, but... Man, dude, what I got to? I still to this day like the writing is good, like ha- and how self-aware they are. Yeah, about like obviously the voice in your head and like all this other stuff. I love the, just like they they make you deal with whatever consequences you got to deal with. Like mm-hmm. if you fuck up, it's like hey, you got it. You have to go through. Yeah, you can't back out. There's not an easy way. There's not like a, oops, I I misclicked button. It's like no, fuck you. Deal with it. Yep. And I think it's so good. But yeah, how would you? Just talk about it. Like, what, what, what about disco world building? Everything. Like, go, go forth.
1: Yeah, the world building was incredible. Um, Harry, building him the way that you want to build him, and connecting with him, however you do, I feel like fits no matter what style of play you do. Um, you know, the mysteries are there. They were really compelling, and there was always something new to find out about this murder, and let alone the billion other side quests that you can do. Mm. Um, uh, I think I already said this but the music is incredible Uh, I've been thinking about downloading a lot of those tracks Um, like every character is well written and you can't really like they're all multifaceted in a way so there's not one that you can really just like hate to their core Um, and it's just full of heart like to the brim Emotional, thoughtful, just incredible. I recommend anybody to play that one.
0: It 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 always had that because like a lot of these games that have like the, you know, choice based system that's like very detailed. Mm-hmm. Also, sorry, there's yard work going on outside my apartment. Um, these like heavily detailed worlds. Jesus Christ. Um, like Fallout New Vegas is one that like has heart, and I'm gonna pause this real fast. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Sorry, sorry about that. We had to pause because there was yard work going on outside. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Disco Elysium, and I was I was making the point of yeah, like games like Fallout New Vegas and like a lot of the old like school like point and click adventures that had the same things mm-hmm. and a lot of those choice based narratives. They all come off as very cynical on the face value but then you actually break down and go deep into it and see like what's what's what it has. Yeah. A lot of heart, a lot of, like, honestly, just really emotional, like, emotionally-driven content that I think, like, some of the best in the industry. Definitely, and
1: I think it's a prime example of, like, you take what you need from it. Like, mm-hmm. there is a lot of cynicism and hopelessness and everything, but in between that, there's... You know, small little moments of hope and caring, and you know, depending on what type of person you are, you're going to see the game a different way. And I feel like this, and you know, Fallout New Vegas specifically, things like that, they all have that kind of uh, feel to them where you can just take different lessons depending on who you are, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to go finish it. So I'll get, I'll get to that. I have a lot I need, I need to do. I just keep. Just shafting everything for whatever I'm into at the moment. Same. <laughs> so I'll get to it. I'll finish it at some point. But uh, what else have you been up to? Or has it been kind of just those two?
1: Uh, I picked up a new game called Skull the Hero Slayer. All right. Which uh, I pre-ordered at GameStop at some point and picked it up because it was the cheapest thing on my pre-order list. Mm. And broke as fuck. Yeah. But uh picked it up and I was like, oh, this looks cute. Um, it's about a little skeleton boy. Uh, raised by, like, a witch, and uh, it's a nice little twist on the, oh, you have to slay the demon king because you're a skeleton warrior. You have to save the demon king from the evil humans. Um, very cute, and uh, I started playing it, and I was like, oh, my fucking God, it's a roguelike. <laughs> <laughs> So needless to say, I've poured like 50 hours into it since I picked it up last week. I love the thing, just like, God dang it. Like, fuck, another Hades. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But um, this one's really cool. It's like, as the skeleton, you can trade heads, and that's how you basically get different classes. Mm. Um, So there's one that's kind of like a Prince of Persia type of thing, uh, with like dodge rolls and daggers and everything. There's one that's a jester where uh, your whole thing is like throwing daggers into enemies. Okay. And once you get a certain amount of them stuck, there's a higher damage that goes into them. There's like a Ghost Rider one where Hell you yeah. get a fucking motorcycle and chains. There's a Kratos class, essentially. Um, one of them is just prisoner from Dead Cells. Okay. Um, there's a Aladdin genie class. There's a lot of different classes. This
0: reminds me, I don't know if you saw the game, but Nobody Saves the World. I have not heard. It of is that. it it's not a rogue, but it's like kinda of like an a little action RPG kinda. Um, but it's pretty much you're this little thing, you know like this white blobby like looking thing mm-hmm. and you can take the form of all these things. And like your moveset differs based on each one. Like you start out as a rat, mm-hmm. and you can like chew through things and get around that way. And like you progressively just get more and more and more over the over the course of the game. It actually is really solid. But it reminds me of that. If I had to
1: like give it a one sentence thing, I would say uh roguelike shovel knight. Ooh. It's it's very heavily like platformy, um, you know, killing enemies, jumping over spikes, all that shit. But the you know, procedurally generated their lasting upgrades that you get between runs and everything, it's a really good game. I don't think it's supposed to be as long as I'm making it, but I'm trying to get every single upgrade. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I like that you've fallen down this rabbit hole with roguelikes, where it's like, well, beforehand just wasn't the biggest fan. Then Hades hit, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Hades is still great, though. It is. But yeah, anything else?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I it, obviously more I've Fortnite, already more. Yes, I did play Fortnite. I played with Matt last night, and then I played with Yuki last week for about. Five hours before she, you know, got her knee surgery. She's doing all right? She's doing great. She's uh, she's healing much faster than they expected. Apparently, she does that. So <laughs> she has fucking Wolverine powers. Going
0: to say some Deadpool ass healing factor. Yeah, like
1: she she got it this week and she went to physical therapy to yesterday actually, and they uh they unwrapped her you know knee and they were like, what the fuck? There's no blood on these bandages. You've already started like. Healing up so uh that's great i actually just sent her a package um i got her a little stuffed animal at mtac and then a uh a necklace that was made in nashville Hell yeah so that was fun um and then i started reading well listening to uh china rich girlfriend obviously sequel to crazy rich asians so it's china rich girlfriend yes okay and uh I think the title is supposed to be centered around Kitty Pong, who is, like, the gold-digging um, movie actress from the uh, the first movie and book, who ends up with the fuckboy, billionaire, playboy, Bernard Ty. And in the movie, she just kind of ditches Nick's cousin for him during the wedding, and they start making out. In the book, um, they go to the wedding, they meet, and then... Uh, Colin tells Nick later that at the tea ceremony after the wedding they all heard a sound in the closet that sounded like bats got trapped in there or something and they go as a group all the wedding guests go as a group Oh boy! and they open the door and uh, Kitty and Bernard fall out of the closet fully naked with Kitty's fingers up Bernard's ass um,
0: <laughs> so yeah that was
1: Hell shock, yeah, dog. and I'm. I see why they didn't put that in
0: the movie. <laughs> nah, you sh- that should have been the movie. What a what a what a great way to cap it off, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the post-credit scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would do a good job at setting up this book.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I, let me know how that goes. Because, damn, what what a start to a premise, huh?
1: Yeah, for real.
0: Well, if if you're good i'll i'll go on with mine uh i've been just playing a lot more sonic stuff that's just kind of been the flavor of the of the month i guess for me is is hard into that uh i brought from my parents house the wii that i had Mm -hmm. and i found my old copy of shadow the hedgehog it still works hell yeah and uh so i was like hell yeah and because i i texted bj i was like yo you got sonic games i could borrow like I sent him a Snapchat of my little GameCube collection, <laughs> and I was like, "Cool, Riders, Heroes, and Shadow, gimme!" <laughs> and uh, then I was like, "Hey, I already got Shadow because I found it, so cool." So I'll be, I'll play Sonic Heroes for the first time. Like I played the demo that was on that Mario Kart Double Dash like bonus disc, mm-hmm. but that's the only time I have played Heroes. Was the two levels on that? Wow. Yeah, I've never played Sonic Heroes, so this will be the first time. Um, I'm excited and also like kind of. I'm trying to go in with no expectations because I've heard both good and bad about the game. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, I'll give you a full update on that next week. But
1: there are things to like about it.
0: I'm, I know there are I know people say like, oh, Shadow's character arc is pretty good in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same team who did that character arc also did Shadow the Hedgehog. So yeah, <laughs> they were just like, ah, I don't know, because they do tie in. Well, because I know, I know the whole point is that so Adventure Two, Shadow fall to earth mm-hmm. and heroes is like well is he a clone is he not who knows and then shadow it's literally just like i don't know figure it out yeah depending on the ending you get <laughs> and then there's the true ending which has a missable quote from eggman where he goes you're the real one i i saved you from space don't worry guy <laughs> and which the fact that that's a missable quote if yeah. you beat if you beat the final boss fast enough you just won't hear it that's a blunder right there. Yeah, well that Shadow of the Hedgehog's a blunder. I love the game. It's probably arguably it's, it is my favorite Sonic game. But it, it I can't sit there and tell you that it's a like a phenomenally good paced and well-done game. That's a good thing that I can compare the Chaotix
1: to in Sonic Heroes. You know trying to play a Shadow the Hedgehog mission and you miss like one of the objectives for the path you're trying to get and then you scour the level three times trying to find it. That's what the whole Chaotix campaign is. Oh yeah, Heroes. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I am I'm, I'm just excited to get through because I, I I literally have only played the seaside mission because it's the first one they give me the demo and then one of the team dark missions. Mm. I don't remember what it is, but there's just a lot of grinding on rails.
1: Yeah, that's probably the train level or whatever they call it.
0: Yeah, but uh, I I'm almost done with Sonic Adventure Two. I put uh, Unleashed on hold just because I'm like I'm bouncing between too many Sonic games, so that'll be next. Almost done with that. I, I'm playing Mania on the side. Hell yeah. Uh, really like it. But yeah, I, I, I realize I don't vibe as well with 2D Sonic just because of like, the momentum-based platforming it is. It's mm-hmm. so, like getting used to that is like, alright, I gotta figure it out. Um, I, I, I was able to get my first Chaos Emerald last night in one of the, the things. that The whole chase the UFO thing. Yeah. I figured out how to like do it properly because before I'm like trying to turn and I'm like just veering so now I'm just kind of flicking the stick a little bit yeah like I'm not like just letting Sonic go mm-hmm. hit get Mach three as fast as possible collect as many rings early on and I feel like I can just book it yep so but mania is really fun. Uh, I love the remixes to levels so like like Green Hill was just like oh this is just a green hill that I remember mm-hmm. with like a little bit of differences. Yeah, I really
1: like when it switches up in like Act Two, where there's all like the crystals and everything in the caves. I
0: like that uh, they also just kind of go like Act Two just starts. There's no like, all right, we're gonna go. You know, fade to black, new zone. It's just no continue. Yeah, it's very Sonic Three in that way. Yeah, I I think it's solid. Um, the so far I'm on so I'm on the chemical am on Zone Two. I'm playing very leisurely. Um. I like it. It's very fun. Um, although I guess I don't know what it is with Sonic, but anytime I die in a Sonic game, I just pause it and like take a break because <laughs> I, I like how fast it is, and I just feel like it's such a like stopgap of like, oh my speed's done. All right, I'm I'm done for for a minute. Yeah. Because I, I was playing Shadow <laughs> as well, and like just to like get used to it again, and I I fell off a thing. Uh, because, like, I homing attacked at the wrong time, and so he just kind of zeroed off and just paused it, set the controller down, and went to go get food. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. It'd be like that. Yeah. I. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of those, and it's got me thinking <clears throat> about what if if they were to do an adventure game, right? Because I saw a mod someone had done where they, they pretty much just did the Adventure 2 levels in Generations. Mm-hmm. And so they made them a little bigger and longer in certain areas so that it would work with the boost formula. Right. And it got me thinking, right? How would they do a modern adventure game? Because they're seem to be dead set on this boost formula, like hybrid, you know, 3D gameplay, 2.5D. I thing. think
1: the closest thing we've had
0: to an adventure game in a long time, unironically,
1: is the OC stages in Forces. Like, they're a little bit slower paced. You still get some of that speed. A lot of them are more cinematic. And then, you know, there's more room to stretch your legs and explore levels because you're not going as breakneck fast. Mm. And uh, I think that's probably what it would be like, honestly.
0: As much as I like the formula, I feel like if they were to do an Adventure 3, you have to take the boost away.
1: Mm-hmm. Unless they wanted to do another Sonic and Shadow boss fight just use the boost formula for
0: that. I, well, my thing, so I know they're not gonna just cause the mandates, which I'll get to, which they're mainly comic mandates, but they seem to have them for the games as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's this, I feel like if they were to do an event, like, especially they're like remake adventure one and two, right? Sega would be like, no, it has to be our formula we do now. Yeah. Right. And so they they'd find a way to make it where it's like ah, Sonic State. All the speed stages would just be boost formula. And then they'll they'll figure something out for Knuckles and tails and everybody else. But it sucks because I think Adventure Two is my favorite Sonic game, mm-hmm. and the speed stages in in that are very. They're granted they're linear, but they're still very fun, very engaging. Yeah. And you still have to kind of. Figure, like, you have to have your hands on the controllers and really make sure you're not, you know, fucking up. Yeah. And, you know, the whole point is to just get to the end as fast as you can. And they do it really well. But, yeah, like, because Unleashed, the thing with Unleashed, right? So, the boost formula, like, if you were to do a modern adventure version with the boost, you'd have to take the Unleashed style of long-ass levels. Yeah. Because it's compensating for boosting. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the boost formula is they want you to boost a lot. And which is weird because it's like platforming too, so you can't really platform and boost. Yeah. Um, but like it is what it is. Adventure one and two, it's just like that classic just run, mm-hmm. you know, feel. And um Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I just feel like we're not gonna get an adventure game in a while because of it. I mean, I don't think we'll ever get
1: another adventure unless they do like an HD remaster of the first two.
0: I, if I were in their position, what I would do is I would just do like a full remaster of the GameCube games. So like adventure one and two heroes and shadow, but like do them in the way where it's like, we're like FF seven remake where it's like, we're going to change them, mm-hmm. but like not to where it's unrecognizable, but like enough change. Like, so you maybe give more story to heroes Less story to shadow. Yeah. Um, Adventure 1 and 2 kind of... You tighten up the story. Because Adventure 1's story is fucking all over the place. And realistically, the only person who matters in that story is Sonic and Knuckles. And Knuckles doesn't even do shit. Despite being an echidna and whatnot. And all the race of echidnas. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I feel like you could tighten that story up. Kind of close some loopholes. Adventure 2... Take away the, the dark storyline and the hero story and just make it one linear story. So you just start with Shadow, go to Sonic, and it progressively continues that way. Hmm. Um, but like, write write it, like change up some things. because so the thing is, Knuckles doesn't need to be in Adventure 2. Yeah. Like his whole, like every time I play one of his, I'm just, why are you here? Yeah. Like the, the space colony are expected to explode, but I got to find the master hermold though. And I'm like, I get that's his thing, but like you could just not have him here. Or, or have him here where it's, like, he's here because Eggman destroying the planet is a threat to the Master Emerald. Yeah. And, uh, like, that easy. You're done. I I really just
1: want them to put all the fucking GameCube stuff in a collection. Like, they, they want to keep re-releasing all the 2D shit.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, like, so, like, Origins, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I'm hoping this is a, a trend. So, like, we get... We start just to get collections. Like, do what Kingdom Hearts did. Just put them all out on current gen. So every mainline Sonic game. Like, I'm not asking for writers. I'm not asking for, like, Jam or 3D Blast or anything. Just, like, we now have Sonic 1, 2, 3, and CD mm-hmm. in a package. Let's go ahead and get fucking... And you know what? Throw in Knuckles Chaotix as a DLC. Because yeah, that's only on the 32x. Exactly. Nobody's played that shit. But um, do that. Um, give us the adventure games. Like, if you just want to do a duology, sure. Or just do like, here's the GameCube era and it's Adventure One and Two, uh, Heroes and Shadow. Because I would prefer do this is what I would do is I would do Adventure One and Two in a collection, mm-hmm. very similar to how Crash remade itself. Do the same thing with Heroes and Shadow, but, like, I feel with Shadow and Heroes, you you just tighten them up and make it more consistent. Like, keep keep the Black Doom aliens and everything, keep all that, but, like, have it, instead of being this branching path storyline where you have to play Westopolis ten fucking times, just give us a uh, linear story of him figuring it out. Have the Black Aliens have the whole thing, but just keep it more consistent to Adventure 2, Heroes, and 06.
1: You know what I'm shocked they haven't done yet? What? A remastered collection of the fucking storybook games. The
0: two? Yeah. I'm I'm not shocked. Secret Rings is fucking bad. Yeah, but like... Black Knight at least gives you movement with a fucking stick. But my thing
1: is, they did... They did Colors remastered. Well, because Colors is still considered a good one. Yes, but it's also an easy port to make, and Sega's all
0: about easy ports. I mean... Is it like I feel like they'd have to tweak it because, like, sure, you could put it on the switch, but Sega seems to want to put everything on everywhere, so they'd have to figure out a way to I make mean, Black Knight and 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 Secret Rings work on modern hardware without motion controls. So with, like
1: with Secret Rings, it's easy because you can just you know assign all these motion controls moving right and
0: left to the stick. They see, that's the thing is I feel like Secret Rings because the story is like interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one just needs a full remake. Where okay, it's it's a linear on rails, but you now can like, you 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 run back and forth, but you also get like the the sidestep occasionally.
1: They could easily change that one to boost formula because the stages are all pretty sta- much just a straight line. There,
0: that yeah, honestly, yeah, that game, despite its shit everything, I love the the terrains and all the the you know running around those. Like I, the stages are brilliant. I mm-hmm. think. Black Knight while I like the story more and the gameplay a bit more it's very bland <laughs>
1: yeah I feel like for that one they could do it and it would work fine but like I I would like to see them fully redo it which I know they mm. never will like give me a full combat system
0: that's the thing is like you have an action combat system with the werehog yeah I feel like and that's my thing so that's what I would want to see from another a new adventure style game that should be Knuckles' playstyle. He's yeah. fighting, right? Yes, he's a treasure hunter slash, you know, master mold keeper. But, like, he has Knuckles. Like, he should be about fighting. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to be as fast as Sonic. Like, Sonic. Like that's the one thing about Sonic Heroes that's funny to me, is they're all keeping up with him. <laughs> well, as you will see, oh. Knuckles falls behind all the fucking time. <laughs> Does he?
1: They're, it's, you're going to have constant Knuckles deaths
0: cool all right but like that to me is like he should be like the melee guy mm-hmm. like i've i've thought it where if you do a modern adventure game or a modern take on it sonic gets the boost formula sure um like sonic shadow boost maybe blaze like let's 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 give three teams right sonic shadow blaze or boost formula um tails silver and someone is like Puzzle solving and more like so cream in there, yeah, cream in there. So they're more puzzle solving, whatever. Um, you have Knuckles, um, Omega. I was gonna say Rouge, but like Vector, Vector are more like the fighting people. Yeah, or no, Espio could see. That's the thing is, you just have to pick a guy that's like okay, they they would be more about fighting. Yeah, and Knuckles for sure could do it well. I think. Omega, They'd absolutely. Do a stealth thing with SBO and Rouge, honestly. And that's the thing is, I, I'd want more like more gameplay styles. Like that—that's what and I would do a Sonic Adventure game with, like yeah, like multiple playable characters, not just the team stuff, mm. um, and do it that way. And yeah, have have multiple because I would love to see Chaotix show back up in a playable sense. Because apparently, the cha- the team Chaotix uh, from Sonic Heroes are different from Knuckles' Chaotix, apparently. Okay. They are based on that team. And I'm like, no, they're just that team. You just don't want to use anything How in the class. How
1: many crocodiles with big golden chains and headphones you see running around the Sonic world? Is uh, this a stereotype? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Vector's just a poser. He's just a really blatant <laughs> stereotype to, to crocodiles everywhere. And they have the same fucking names. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Is Apparently, so I'll get... You know what? This is actually probably a good time to get to it. Um, I, so I've been reading a lot of the comics too, and, uh, the comics, uh, have heavy mandates, um, to the point where it's just like, it's fucked. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read off some of these. I don't know if this is the full list. And a lot of these are hearsay. So Ian Flynn has a podcast. Uh, that he does with, the, with a friend of his, and they talk, they've talk. they talked about some of these and, like, what Sega allows him to do and stuff like that. I'm going to have par- to listen to that. Apparently... Well, it, it's just a general podcast. They've talked Sonic stuff. They've talked other stuff as well. But, um... There are things that they just cannot do mm-hmm. despite them wanting to and, like, fully meaning to do it. But, um... I'm going to read off some of these. And again, these are hearsay the stuff we have from Ian Flynn's more official. The rest of these are like things people have heard or leaked or whatever. So these are the mandates and we'll get into that as to how they affect the games nowadays. But Mm -hmm. so game characters cannot enter in a relationship. Amy must always be in love with Sonic with just, just Sonic, but they can't get together. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's that. Um, it's been stated, now this is dumb. Uh, it's been stated that there is no money in Sonic's world, and that anything that alludes to money, such as rings acting as currency, is strictly forbidden. Wow. Confusingly, Vector's bios and official Sega content contradict this, with one straight out stating his favorite thing is money.
1: I mean, the whole chaotic story
0: in Heroes is Let's they get that pay- fucking bread. <laughs> If if we need bread, to pay the rent. No, Vectors is get that bread, get that head and leave because that motherfucker wants vanilla bad. Yeah. No, but like, um, it's so fucking weird because like, as, as it stands, no one, there's no paid goods or services in the Sonic universe. People just do things for the goodness of their heart. That is wrong. Like, that's not how that works. In the
1: in you will see it when you start the chaotic story. They're like, we need to pay the fucking rent. We need to get a job. And then they get a job and they're like, alright, we can eat this month.
0: Like, that's the thing that, and that's the thing, right? Is they've apparently I, I think Sega doesn't know what their own fucking canon is. Apparently not. Cause like I, it's fucking weird. But yeah, anyway, so no money. Um this is this is really fun. Uh, game characters cannot die. There are workarounds for this, such as mistaken for dying, or mistaken for dead. Um, like for instance, uh, this thing. Um, Sonic gets caught in a blast when when the wa- warp topaz overloads. However, Sonic's friends and Eggman believe that Sonic survived and will come back sooner or later, which he does after a couple issues. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you can play for Horus, so like the Metal Virus, so like Zombots, uh, so you can have stuff that's like a fate worse than death, but you just can't kill people. Um, game characters that are already dead in canon, such as Mephilus, Black Doom, Takal, and Chaos are banned from use. What the fuck? So you cannot use them in the comics. I would love to see more Takal. Could you imagine a really cool story of Black Doom coming back from the dead and Shadows like, fuck. Yeah. Or just Chaos. Like, the fact that he was in the game and then not used is annoying to me. They killed him twice now. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, Oh, by the speaking of that, there's a fan mod that adds a Chaos boss fight for Classic Sonic. It's actually kind of sick.
1: I would love to play that. I wish they had put that in the game. I know, right? They decided to cook all their fans. Like, we got a boss fight with Zavok.
0: Uh, yeah, that guy Sh- from that fucking game that nobody played. I see. That's one I would I would put out on other platforms. Apparently, it's fine. Like, it's not a bad Sonic game. It's just weird. Yeah, I'd love to play it. I never played it, so I'd I'd love to play uh, Super Sonic Galaxy. But um, so there's that. Uh, Game characters cannot have wardrobe changes unless approved. Um, so Chow races and Badnik bases have some characters, mainly the female ones, wear different uh, clothes.
1: Give Knuckles his
0: goddamn hat. Right? I want to see that fucking hat. And I want to see it in the Knuckles Paramount Plus show. So this this is the worst one. Sonic can't be shown getting too emotional, i.e. cry. Why? Because he's way past cool. You know what's cool? Emotion. <laughs> exactly. Well, apparently, yeah. Sega's like, no, Sonic is cool. He's always he's a always beat. He's always smart. That's why in forces he was cool with torture for a year or whatever. Okay. So yeah, because apparently he can't. He can't be like down. He's always got to be uppity and, and cool and wisecracking. And he's got to be always up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all major character development must be approved by Sega. Um, much like the post reboot of the Archie comic, the word Mobius is sh- banned. <laughs> the planet is simply just called Sonic's World. Unlike the post uh, reboot, which allowed the names Mobian and Mobini, any, now anything related to that to it is just banned. You cannot talk about it. We don't talk about it. Uh, this one is really annoying. Sonic must always win at the end, even if he and his friends are are at the losing end in an overarching story, i.e., the Metal Virus. They must come out on top when it concludes. That's dumb. Yeah, it's it's a little annoying. And to be fair, like reading it, they have gotten around it a little bit. Like the Metal Virus is actually really solid, and I know Sonic's gonna win. They're not gonna like kill him or do whatever. But it's like the the way they're writing around it of just like, oh, like this is the most emotion Sonic has in the comics, and it's still like he's still you know, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the good guy. I'm gonna do whatever, whatever. So, but they they do a really good job. Um, characters. And material from other licensed property, Sonic the Comic, Sonic the Hedgehog, the Archie Comics, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Saturday Morning Cartoon, Sonic Underground, the OVA, Sonic X, and the Paramount films cannot be used. This rule extends to characters and redesigns done by the current writers. Uh, The only exception is Sticks from Sonic Boom because she's created by Sega. Okay. And then anytime they want to use her, Sega has to okay it. So this one, this is, we're getting into some some territories. Male characters, Sans Eggman, cannot wear pants. Okay. Um, which is also a thing in the post-reboot, albeit never explicitly stated. Uh, the inverse is also true. Female characters have to have pants. Or some form of lower clothing. Amy doesn't. She She's has, got a dress. She has that a counts. dress that counts. But her panties are constantly visible <laughs> in every game. Well, apparently they've changed that. I think I think she wears like compression shorts, or the, the whoever draws her just doesn't give upskirt shots anymore. Thanks, Obama. Right. <laughs> um, classic characters such as Mighty Ray, uh, Fang, Bean, and Bark won't appear in non-classic issues. As Sega doesn't want classic and modern to mix. Um, they don't so yeah. want
1: people telling the good from the bad. <laughs>
0: like so apparently they're gonna do like classic like so any any of the animation stuff for like Mania Origins anytime they do anything like that they can use any of those classic characters that appeared but they cannot use like they can't show up in the modern iterations like Mighty Ray they died in the classic era apparently they can't show up in the modern Um, According to Ian Flynn, a specific incident involving Shadow's characterization where he was exposed to the Zombot infection was written in a specific way because of Sega mandating that he be written as an overconfident asshole rival, (laughs) similar to Vegeta. He later followed up with an explanation that out of every character, Shadow has the most mandates and notes attached to how he's portrayed. Uh, He was able to uh, have Shadow admit his faults in, in an issue, but even that scene had to be toned down from what he wanted. Um, it's got kind of to the point where Flynn stated he's less willing to write for shadow until Sega eases up. Damn. So yeah, apparently they're like, no shadow has to be an asshole. And there's, there's another thing in here that is awful. Uh, but we'll get to it. Um, when asked on his podcast, one say that Sega is generally against new characters being modeled after insects or large animals. So that's a thing, I guess. Oh, uh, Se- you're gonna say incest for a second? No. <laughs> uh, Sega stated to Flynn that only male hedgehogs are allowed to go super. Neo Metal Sonic is the only one to get by this because he's based on Sonic. I ask you why. Well, why also, is that a rule? Well, case in point, like, wouldn't Knuckles, the guy who's like, you know, known for staying with the Master Emerald and Chaos shit, wouldn't he be able to? Yeah, I mean, they
1: they have a form. There's, well, at, in the comics, there was a Super Knuckles, but in the games, you have Hyper Knuckles.
0: Uh, this one is annoying to me for a lot of reasons. According to the podcast, Sega says that Team Dark is no longer a thing. The three members are not a team, and they have never worked for Gun Shadow also doesn't even consider them friends. Okay. That's dumb. That's the worst one. Yeah, you're
1: just unwriting
0: history. <laughs> Um, Ian isn't allowed to directly reference a game since the comic's supposed to be its own thing. Uh, some, in fact, some references he had to sneak under Sega's nose. Uh, so some things are canon, but others are not. So he can't reference a game. He can have the characters from those games, but he can't actually reference it unless like he, I guess he gets Sega's approval. Cause they, there are scenes like he drew the werehog and the secret rings moment, like of, of Sonic going, I've been through some things. Like I, I can get through this type shit.
1: Mm hmm. Um, That's they, so stupid. Like, if you want people to be invested, give them an ongoing storyline for them to yeah latch onto.
0: That's the thing is, it, it's it's very odd because despite all these mandates, the IDW comics are really good. So it's like, okay, it shows how creative Ian is that he can write a, a story with all this shit. He's
1: doing some fucking backflips through
0: some flaming hoops. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know this. This one's kind of odd, but... uh, So Evan Stanley, I think is one of the writers as well, originally wrote cheese with male pronouns as done previously in both comic and other material. But, requested by Sega, all Chow will be referred with neutral they-them pronouns um, from issue 33 onward. While it can be justified, since Chow in general have no gender specifications or whatever, it more falls into we're doing it just so we have an inclusion thing.
1: But they're fucking... Non-sentient beings.
0: So, yeah, Sega pretty much did it to see. See, we have they them's. So leave us alone.
1: They're fucking pets.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's degrading. It is. It's dumb. It's it's really stupid. But like, it makes sense, I guess. It's like, okay, I guess they'd be they them's. But also like,
1: like if but they're if pets that's their specific reason. Yeah, it's very, very like, stupid. If if it was like Tangle or Whisper or something like that, if it was an original character. Oh, that's
0: another thing. Uh as the mandates tangle and whisper are just really good friends see that's fucking gay they didn't make Tangle and whisper no no, it's not gay they're just really good (laughs) friends that's apparently so ian Flynn, because someone talked about because in there after the metal virus arc there's a little uh part in a panel where tangles like arm over over whisper and like smiling at her with a little blush on her face and Whisper's just kind of like cheekily smiling but like put the mask over like whatever so it's like oh that's cute but it it's just be it's I guess their reasoning is she had a little bit too much to drink or something. Point is, they cannot be together because no relationships, apparently. <sighs>
1: Suck my cock and balls, Sega. You didn't make them. Let yeah. them do what they want with their characters.
0: Nah, they're, they're Sonic characters. They can't. This is all fucking Ken Pender's fault. I know it. No, no. that's See, that's the thing. I was going to get to that. The reason these mandates are so strict is because of Ken. Because he got so much creative freedom with the Archie comics, Sega's like, no, fuck that. We're they're getting as far away. So everything is, so I think every character, if I'm, if I read this correctly, I think every character is owned by Sega. Nothing is Ian's. Nothing is there. So like anything that's in the comics, Sega has, has control over. Um, and I think it's just because of Ken.
1: I mean, definitely they will never use those characters again, though.
0: Now this one, I actually like, uh, Knuckles is not allowed to leave Angel Island unless he has a very good reason to. Good. Yeah. Like as, as the, like I like that. So in the comics, Knuckles is like the resistance leader Mm -hmm. as they're cleaning up. And he's like, yeah, after this, I'm going back to the master mode. I can't leave it. And like, yeah, no, we understand. And I'm like, good. That's what he should be doing. Yeah. Um, while they allowed Neo metal Sonic to use the master mode as a power source, uh, in the early issues, Sega later requested that it not be betrayed with any specific, special properties which is likely why Sonic and Silver couldn't use it to go super during the metal virus. When Ian asked how the Master Emerald keeps Angel Island floating, if it doesn't have any powers, Sega didn't reply. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, on, on one hand, I feel that, like, the mandates are there for a reason. Oh, shit, my bad. But they're um,
1: going way too hard with them.
0: Well, yeah, and because I wonder if part of it is, like, like, we haven't seen an adventure game because Sonic 06 did terribly. Yeah. Um, but whose fault is that? Theirs. Um, Ken Penders fucked the Sonic canon so much in the comics that it's like, ah, we need to dip out. So now they're being very strict, right? If
1: I, if I had a time machine, I would overlook Hitler and
0: 9-11, and I would go back and strangle Ken Penders in his crib. <laughs> but that's the thing. is, like, I feel like Sega, it's not even just that they need to have, like... Because like on on on, and you have the shitty things like yeah, Tangle and Whisper, they're not they're not gonna show up in a game, so let them be lesbians. Exactly, you will never or, use those characters. Or like Shadow, like actually let them have character development, not have an asshole dickhead who's a just an absolute tool. And because like... they
1: clearly don't want anything to be connected, they should be able to do what they want with Shadow.
0: My my thing is, I feel like the comics need, like, I understand why because of Ken Penders, but I feel like Ian has shown that he knows what he's doing, he loves these characters, and he, he respects Sega's, like, IP. Yeah. So he's not going to come in and be like, no, like, it's not going to turn into the, the fucking Tangle and Whisper show where he disregards Sonic and decides to make his own OCs and go forth. It's like, no, 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 I just, I want to do a really good story, and if that means that Sonic loses and Shadow comes to save the day, or Knuckles has to leave Angel Eye, like, there's so many really cool stories you could do, but because they're being stuck behind this, like, granted, knowing that Sonic wins at the end of every comic is a little upsetting, but I've forgotten that fact because Ian's really good at writing. Like, the Metal Virus arc is a really good zombie arc. Like, slight spoilers, I guess, but there's a moment where... Amy and the rest of the Resistance have to leave the base, because this happens after Sonic Forces, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is like, Sonic Forces is canon to this this story.
1: Can't reference any of the games, but Sonic Forces is the I, crux I, of this I, comic.
0: I feel like, well, I feel like they've toned back on that now. Because mm-hmm. didn't Ian take over after canon the Archie stuff, right? Yeah. So I think IDW has less mandates, because they're fully referencing games now. That's um, good. Ie they they mention like what, ne- like neo metal Sonic from Heroes mm. and they're like hey remember, so you're back to this form huh and it's like you have to mention it right um, but and then the wisps are there because like they always are now yeah but um can't get rid of those little fuckers honestly yeah but like there's air forces for some goddamn reason uh, sh- yeah I don't know why <laughs> but like um. I lost my train of thought. Uh, but like, so I feel like a lot of those mandates aren't as big in the, because the the, the one scene in Metal Virus that gets me still is, so Cream and Vanilla get saved. Uh, there's a moment where uh, some kid just didn't want to be alone as he turned. So he hid the fact that he had the Metal Virus and it, it got, he got infected, turned and started turning other people. And Cream literally saw her mother turn. <laughs> as Amy is like taking her away and she's like screaming for her mother and I'm just like fuck damn also like Charmy gets hit right Mm -hmm. and so Vector's like I'm not leaving him alone and Charmy like escapes captivity and Vector grabs him starts to get infected himself hoists Charmy and just runs into a bunch of zombies so he can like so he like pushes through he's like I'll block I'll get him out for you while I have some time left and Espio's just sitting there going what what like, his buddy's just off. Damn. Like, like that's the thing. The metal virus thing is so interesting because it's like, okay, so I know they're going to win at the end. Mm-hmm. But they're really pushing, like, everything toward. even though I know I'm still second-guessing the fact they might lose. Yeah. So that's the thing. Ian Flynn is such a good writer. I'm glad he's writing Frontiers. He's such I... a decent – he's fucking awesome at writing this that even despite all this shit he has to deal with, but they say like restrictions like you know breed creativity. So you have more restrictions, you're more creative cuz you have to now figure out a way to get around it. Yeah. I think they're doing he's doing a good job. So far what I read, I'm only on issue like 25.
1: I think in the best timeline, frontiers will be a turning point for them to be like, "Okay, he knows what
0: he's doing. Let's loosen up a bit." Cuz my thing is if if I were if I were him and he was able to get something out of this, like I say, Sonic Frontiers is so good and Ian Flynn wrote it so well and it's like a stellar game. They let they give him like, okay, what do you want to do? I would love for him to just be like, just let me write a comic without all these shitty mandates. Yeah. And I would just say, fuck it, start over. Or have the, have the main comic going that still maybe have its mandates or whatever, but Ian can do a side thing. Where he's like, all right, here is Sonic... Like, bring back Sonic Universe or a new branded thing and go, this is just where I can write stories they aren't necessarily connected but i can do what i want
1: i think it would be cool if they did like uh i know forces is canon but it would be cool if they adapted generations and then you follow classic sonic because his timeline is split and then just let ian take him from there and have it completely split off and be a different timeline itself
0: i i think um I don't know. I just feel like, cause I, the thing is I wouldn't want them to reboot completely. Cause I like the IDW run so far. Yeah. It's really solid, but there's definitely moments where I'm like, I understand why people do not like this. Yeah. And it's, it's gotten to the point where like reading these comics and like being a Sonic fan, there's so much I want them to do. And I understand there's things they cannot do because they are still a kid brand. Like, at the end of the day, Sonic is for, like, a family brand. Right. I say as there's a gun-toting Shadow the Hedgehog video game. Yeah. Um, But, like, the way that they're kind of going is Sonic is for everybody. They want it to be as inclusive as ever without stepping on any toes. So, like, that's why no one can be in relationships. We can't have, like, anything that, like, can contradict something or make someone unhappy. But the problem is when they're trying to make everybody happy, there's going to be a lot of people who are upset. (laughs) Yeah, when
1: you try to make everybody happy, nobody wins really.
0: Yeah, and I I feel that they just need to I I think we're going to get there because the mo- obviously so- Sega is listening to fans. Mm-hmm. The Sonic movie only is a thing because they listened. Yep. Um mania happened and sure they kicked the fucking team out, but like they they let that happen. Now they're doing Origins and Christian Whitehead was like, "Yeah, the team behind it's stellar." Yeah, and so like that—that's coming out. They seem to be listening. Ian Flynn, who people are clamoring saying, "Oh, he's great. He understands Sonic." They're letting him write a game. So I'm, I'm thinking we're slowly just gonna get there. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a
1: process, and I think we're still in the early early stages of it. But I think there's gonna be a lot of progress when Forces comes out. At least I hope.
0: Yeah, and I think just especially because like just case in point, like these three games i have right here sonic heroes sonic riders and shadow are all fundamentally so different from each other yeah there was a point where S- sonic was just let's try something mm-hmm. and now gener- like it's just the unleashed formula has just become the it thing. has to be this um the fact that we got shadow playable in, in forces even remotely was a shock to me yeah I fully expected them to just be like, no, it's just Sonic, and, and and whatever they have. But they were like, no, we'll let you play as Shadow. And I'm like, wow. You actually let us play as someone who's not a hedgehog, like the, the main hedgehog? Yeah. Also, like, Episode Shadow is probably the best thing in that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, as far as the... Uh, it has its own soundtrack. Each of the stages are like... Like, the first stage is a Westopolis remix, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, hell Yeah. And uh, another nice thing about that DLC
1: is after that, you unlock shadow mode and all the regular Sonic stages, which was cool.
0: And, yeah, like, that that's the stuff that I feel like... Granted, I want—I—I I would love to have, like, more stuff like that. Like, I want playable tales. Yeah. I want, like, bring back silver somehow. Like, do something. Like, get, get creative again. Like, yeah, Secret Rings is kind of shit, but at least you tried something. Yeah, and it a, a
1: lot of that... Sti- a lot of that stuff in that game was really fucking cool. Dark Spine Sonic,
0: yeah, I, I like that, it, and I like how the uh, Jason Griffith's voice, where he's like, uh, "What is this power?" Oh, and he's just like, "Hell yeah!" But like, I don't know, man. Just like, try something. Like, get get weird. I don't need generations two. I dear God, I'm I'm glad Frontiers seems to be something new. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's like that. I'm hoping the leaks are true that we can play as other characters. I'm.
1: I really have my fingers crossed for that too, because it's been a long time.
0: You think we'll we'll get any any news on this this summer?
1: I definitely hope so. I mean, especially with everything that's coming out of Sega right now, rumor wise, I could see Sega holding an event themselves because they've yeah. done it before. Do Frontier is supposed to release this year, right? Is it 2023? I think it got pushed to 2023. But I mean, even then. Like they could still show it off this
0: year, I would love if it I would love if it shows up like at e three and it's like right early twenty twenty three because mm-hmm. I'm really hyped for a new three d sonic game, and I think frontiers I'm hoping to God is good, yeah, I feel though that Ian Flynn would let it slip that if it's going bad too, so I feel like we'd know about it ahead of time, yeah,'cause he'cause he's very open about talking about sega's mandates and and Sega's saying this, this, and this, and that's what we need in the Sonic, like,
1: you know, board or whatever. Because the last community manager really started that train of being open with the fans and connecting. I can't remember this guy's name at all, but his username on Twitter is Ruby Eclipse. He started the whole, like, Sonic replying to brands on Twitter and replying to people's comments and stuff instead of just being like, here's a trailer for this game, Sega event, November 21st or whatever. He would actually... Engage with the community under the Sonic fan page.
0: I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Twitter takeovers were his idea or their idea.
1: It, they were, and the um, the live streams were also his thing. They uh, they're still doing them now. I think they're a lot more sparse now, but he would actually bring on people that worked on the games, people that wrote music for the games, and play through like Sonic Adventure and, like, show fan art on screen and talk about it and everything. Is
0: that the the Sonic Official, like, podcast thingy? Yeah, like YouTube the... Channel? I think
1: it's just called Sonic Official.
0: Yeah, because they're they're on, like, season six. Yeah. I think the newest episode just came out, so I've been meaning to jump into that.
1: A lot of those are really interesting because he, he actually gets some people that have worked on it in there to, like, play and talk about it. But
0: I love that guy. I That's the thing is you definitely need people who can... Cause I, The problem is, is Sega is going hard into like what, like they want the asshole Vegeta character for Shadow, Mm -hmm. which shows me none of them really know what a Vegeta is. And I don't know if they said Vegeta or if that's just people saying like Vegeta. Yeah. Because Vegeta is very... Vegeta is a multifaceted character. Bruh, Vegeta is a family man. Exactly. I love the fact that when he screams like, oh, like... Bul- like my, my Bulma, Bulma. I was like, ooh, that shit hits so hard, bruh. And like him talking to like future Trunks and then like even younger Trunks. I'm like, this that's it's the- a fucking dad right there, dog. Yep. Like I would love that to be Shadow, still be the asshole to Sonic, but like he's buddies with Rouge and Omega. Like I my, one of the things that I want to see to this day still because I think if you took previous canon Shadow. He would be the best, like, big brother character to Cream.
1: Yeah, honestly.
0: Because of Maria. He'd be like... He'd see Cream and go, Oh, I absolutely. No one's going to touch her. You're my child now. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I, I, I think it'd be the greatest thing, but current Shadow... He'd steal her ice cream and tell her to go fuck herself. <laughs> He'd push her off her scooter in the middle of the street. We've seen the team Sonic Racing like shorts. Shadow literally just steals a chow's popcorn and just starts eating it, and the Chow starts crying. I didn't and he watch smiles. The team Sonic
1: Racing ones, but the Sonic Mania ones are fucking fire.
0: Oh no, that's the thing, is I like that they're doing these like animated things. Um I hope dude, I hope Prime is good. I really do. We didn't mention that.
1: We watched oh, a yeah. little teaser.
0: I, I saw this teaser earlier today that was like a, here's Netflix's animation thing, which is ironic because they canceled their whole animation department. Yeah. Um. So it shows that they they might have canceled their end, but it seems that they're still, we're just going to buy studio or buy things now, not do it ourselves. Yeah. I think that's a better move, honestly. So we'll see. I, I hate that, you know, these animation studios probably all just got fired or these people got fired pretty much, but... We'll see where it goes. I'm not too big on Netflix. I think my, my thing with Netflix now is I'm just going to... I'll either use someone else's or just buy it for the month that I'm going to watch the thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's what it's going to have to be for us, too. Like, they keep raising the price, and they just keep adding nothing. Like, the last thing that I watched on there was Witcher Season 2 and then the Cuphead show, yeah. which I I really loved the artistic vision of that show, but the plot lines were very like Looney Tunes basic.
0: Yeah. But um, which I think is what they were going for. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean,
1: really, what you're watching the Cuphead show for is like
0: the style, the art, and the yeah.
1: you know the the pizzazz. But uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: I I'm gonna watch Sonic Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see more, but I'll watch that and then I think they will
1: probably. Well, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know what anniversary it is right now, but um, 30th. I could see them doing a Sonic anniversary event and just talking about okay, we have their, Origins coming. Their out.
0: anniversary, I think, is for Origins. I think. Okay, well, I think perfect. June twenty third is Origins like the, the anniversary, I think, or whatever they they consider.
1: You know what blew my mind today? What pulling out that Sonic Riders case and seeing Sonic fifteenth anniversary on it.
0: Holy fuck. Right? Oh, no. Yeah. Damn it, dude. Granted, Sonic's still older than me, but still. Yeah. Not by much. (laughs) He's got fucking six years on me. No, but like, I don't know, man. It just. We've been on a lot of Sonic stuff recently. With the past two podcasts, but like it's, it's just so interesting to see how Sonic reacts to things because they're very vocal with their fan base. Yeah, but they also are very strict. Yeah, and and then you see like other 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 like studios like no one else is this like involved with their fan base as it seems, but also like being a Sonic fan is like being in an abusive relationship. It seems.
1: Yeah, it is these days.
0: Yeah, where it's like, God dang it, bro.
1: I had an idea after the last podcast. Oh yeah. Um Virtual Fighter 5 is coming out. Kiryu's definitely going to be in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to see for that season pass? Sonic. Sega All-Stars.
0: Ooh. Give me beat. Give yeah. me Oolala
1: from Space Channel 5.
0: Sonic. Well, I think we might just cuz we're getting a we're getting a new uh jet set. Yeah. And that would so, be
1: good publicity for that.
0: I hope I hope those leaks are true if we get a, like a official Sonic 5 and, you know, Frontiers having, like, the playable characters and all the other shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping against hope, dog.
1: You know what the latest Sega fighting game I played was? Sonic the Fighters? No. Oh. Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax. I'm sorry? It's a PS3 slash PS Vita game um, focused on the Dengeki Bunko manga series. And all the stages are based on Sega games. So you can be Asuna and Kirito fighting in Green Hill Zone. And uh, Jackie and Pi, or Mai, are unlockable characters. And uh, it's really super strange. Like, there's a Valkyria Chronicles stage <laughs> you can fight in, there's like Toradora characters and shit. <laughs>
0: Now I got to see this. What
1: the fuck? It's really weird. There's like a little personified Dreamcast girl straight out of like Hyper Dimension Neptunia or something.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> see, that's what I want to see from Sonic, dude. I want some weird shit. Like, get crazy. I don't want to see just another Boost Formula game. Like, friend. Like that's why Lost World was so interesting to me when I saw it. Because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this looks really cool. It's something different. different. Yeah. And sure, it may have been... Uh, a hit or miss but like as long as they're doing something right? like as long as there's something weird something out there that's all i care about they try to take some liberties with the story in that one too making it a little more emotional well yeah because apparently sonic was legit like i was too late to save my friend yeah and then the cutscene <laughs> just ends like that's the thing is I, I hope to god ian writes such a good story with frontiers because, and you know for a fact, if Ian's involved, there's going to be a huge comic arc about it, too. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is I'm, I'd be excited to play the games and then read the comic line for it. Mm-hmm. I need to find the issues for Adventure 1 and 2, because I, yeah. I, I want to read those. Hell yeah. I want to read those, because I feel like that would be fun. I want Sonic Frontiers to be just CW's The Flash. The early CW Flash. Yeah. Not... Not later.
1: Sonic, you just gotta run faster. Just shadow on the mic. Sonic! <laughs> run! Run Sonic like... and Shadow fight silver with fucking lightsabers.
0: <laughs> I love that I showed you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah. No, but like, that's the thing. I wanna see, like, that's what I want, right? Is I want a, an event, maybe not an adventure style game, but a game where there's multiple playable characters. Like, say what you will about 06, and it's really creepy furry love um everything else in that game i thought was fine
1: the thing about those games is they have scope yeah and sega's in the last couple games they're not willing to give us that scope
0: like i'm gonna be real with you i miss the days where sonic had to fight an eldritch horror final boss mm-hmm. dude nothing is more hype than Unleashed final boss yeah that shit is fucking cool unleash opening cutscene still gets me unleash unleash has some of the best cgi and then, even Sonic 06, fighting, like, Iblis, Mephilis, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that, like, yeah, you, you went from, like, oh, we're gonna, we have to, like, win the day by getting all the Chaos Emeralds, and, and Sonic, Shadow, and Silver going super, fucking awesome. Yep. Like, that's the thing, I miss that. Because, what was fucking, what was, what, what was Force's final boss? Eggman? Uh, climbing the tower. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's no, yeah, like, there's no scope or stakes or anything. Like, generations even, you're just fighting a fucking robot. Yeah. Like, Unleashed, I feel, was the last, like, well, Black Knight had Merlina. Black Knight had some tight-ass shit. Yeah, well, no, Black Knight was some metal. Holy fuck. Black Knight's metal. Dude, (laughs) I'm just saying. Put that shit in the comics. Bruh. Uh, uh, Like, see, that's the thing. Once you kick Ken Pinners out of there multiversal shit the fucking freedom fighters show up you got sally and all them can you imagine them including that in sonic prime like the knights of the round table see that's the thing i want to see some fucking whack shit dog i would love if ian Flynn got to do his dark knights metal event of like sonic characters that would be insane. Like, could you imagine? Like, so you got modern and classic, but then you get like Secret Rings Sonic, Sonic from the Black Knight universe, and like in, in these worlds they stayed there. Mm-hmm. So like they so they, so Sonic is now like a full like king. Because
1: when you think about it, that really is like Sonic's dark multiverse.
0: <laughs> you have that. You you even go in and like you have you you have like a fun cameo where like the battle's almost over, like we're losing, and like another Sonic shows up. And it's fucking Jaleel White. And Sonic. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me. Sonic. No, and he, like, sits there and he just, and like... The, Pulls the, out a fucking guitar. No, the, the villain, whoever it is, is like, what? What happened? And he's like, that's no good. <laughs>
1: if somebody ever touches you in a place that you don't feel <laughs> <laughs>
0: Steps
1: Bruh. out from the shadows.
0: <laughs> I want... <laughs> Bro, I watched the compilation of all the Sonic Says shit. Holy fuck. That's a goldmine to memes, dog. I know. Oh, my
1: gosh. Also, a very important inc- moment in history is the Sonic Says segments of that show.
0: Oh, boy. But, like, that... that I don't know. Just get weird with it, dude. Like, fucking bring back the Babylon Rogues, but not their new voice actors. Um. Yeah. Even their original voice actors weren't that great. Yeah, but, dude... Holy fuck! The ones from Free Riders, I looked up at like a cutscene like thing. There's none. Saw so, like um, Free
1: Riders, the movie, two hours long on YouTube. Like,
0: it was like thirty minutes, not even. Yeah. It, and all it was just like still pictures, of then just like. <laughs> and Jet's voice actor, and before it was Jason Griffith just doing like wow, but his voice actor went, and I'm here to do my... and I'm like oh my ears, <laughs> it was bad. Wave went from like she's oh, kind of whatever just to generic. I'm going here now, <laughs> like just. Mm-hmm. And then, fucking the other guy, the big one, was like just a brutish tough guy to Who jato hugs? He's he's big. Just wow, well, it's awful. Well,
1: speaking of Chris Chan and Sonic, yeah, let's talk about uh, the Square
0: Enix stuff. Speaking of that, here's another totally different thing. Uh, yeah, so let me get to that. So well, yeah. it's related. Yeah, so uh, we're we're done. Well, I guess with the Sonic talk for a bit, but uh, there is one big piece of news we have to talk about. Um, so, Embracer Group has entered into an agreement to buy a few Square Enix studios and IP for 300 million. That's not a lot. That's not what I thought we were talking about.
1: Oh. <laughs> were you talking about? Um, Yuji Naka, creator a... of Sonic Team and Balan Wonderworld. His comments on Twitter about how Square oh, Enix... Oh, yeah. That's where I thought this was going.
0: We'll talk about that, too, but I want to bring it into this because I sent you this text. but um, Square Enix has sold Iodos Crystal Dynamics... And Square Enix Montreal to embrace a group, including all the IPs, which include Tomb Raider, Thief, and Deus Ex, for three hundred million. That is not much for Tomb Raider. So here's the thing, though: is apparently, according to Square Enix's like business stuff, uh, all of their Western development division was like not making them money. Mm-hmm. So when when Sega when Square comes out and says, "Yeah, Tomb Raider didn't sell enough," and we're like, "Motherfucker, you sold how many units?" Apparently, it really didn't sell enough because they apparently spent too much on making the fucking game. So they're like, fuck, we didn't get our money back. So, like, apparently it was like, we're talking less than 10, like, even less than 5% of their total revenue Damn. came from the Western Division. That's crazy because those Tomb Raider games are, like, benchmarks. They're great. I think they're phenomenal, but apparently they didn't make nearly enough for, for Square. And then, But then again, when you compare even Tomb Raider to fucking Final Fantasy, even their shit games sell, like, stellar. True. I mean, fuck, 15 made its money back. It's 10-year-long development cycle money back in a week. Damn. So, like, yeah. You still couldn't give us all the fucking DLC. Yeah. But... Hey, we have a book about it now. whoop fucking do
1: <laughs> Let me sit down and read a video game. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> but, I, it's so weird, because like, there's more info about this, but I, I wanted to bring it up, because... Other people are saying that it seems that uh, Sony or not Sony that uh, Square might be wanting to sell, and they they got rid of the baggage that would make them look worse, so that they can sell at the height.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because right now is a good time to sell for Square. They have like I think what was their last like rip was Balon. Everything, yeah. like, Everything else has been like.
1: Everything
0: else has been hitting hit, really hit, hard. Hit, hit even their smaller games like Triangle Strategy really been hidden. The thing is, I wonder cuz so it's very interesting so I was, th- I was I was looking up into this and if if Square was bought um that doesn't include all the IPs that we think. I think uh, for one, Dragon Quest isn't a Square IP. That's true. It's an IP that's owned by the creators. They just have an exclusivity deal with Square. Right. They're that,
1: publishing and merchandising and all that, that stuff. if,
0: if and if like let's say Sony bought Square, That team absolutely would take Dragon Quest away to make it a a multi-platform game. Or they would make a deal with Sony if Sony were buy and be like, look, this is not going to you. Yeah. This is a multi-platform game. Um, If you you wanted to still develop it and get a lot of the rights for it, sure, but this is going to Switch and Xbox and PC. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, Dragon Quest XI, I think what was it, the Switch version like the Switch version alone sold more than the PS4 version.
1: Yeah, and in Japan even. When the Switch version came out, it had vastly more content than the PS4 version, and then they basically ported the Switch version back to
0: PS4. That's the thing, is they ported the Switch version. Like the if you buy the deluxe edition, it is actually worse than the base game, like graphic wise, because it's the Switch version ported.
1: But, like, it, it's crazy how much stuff that Switch port got. Like, they remade the whole game in 2D pixel art, and they redid the soundtrack with a full orchestra instead of just the shitty MIDI Me. tracks.
0: And that's the thing is, I if, if Square is wanting to sell, obviously, I would want their stuff to stay multi-platform. Mm-hmm. I understand if they won't, but... My thing though is, and by the way, they also said apparently the reason was because they they want to get into AI blockchain bullshit. Yeah. So ugh. I really feels that Yoshi P is the savior of that company. Yeah. Because he just does whatever he wants with fourteen and now sixteen. Mm-hmm. But I I think realistically, so let's say let's say Square gets sold. I just I, if if we're in an era where they're gonna get sold regardless, I just hope to God it's not ten cent. Yeah. Like I'll take Nintendo buying them. I'd be Over, okay with that. Like I'll take whoever. Like as long it like, as long as I I get good quality Square games that aren't fucking whack with microtransactions and bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. And if that means they go to Sony and Sony just whips them into shape to make console exclusives, sure. If that means they go to Microsoft, and Microsoft just does whatever the fuck they want with them. But good games, sure. Even if it they go to someone else, like just as long as it's not ten cent, really. For me, yeah, honestly, or like a, a weird board of directors who just wants to milk the IPs dry.
1: I can, I, I don't know if they're really like gearing up to sell. I think what they're trying to do is just cut the fat.
0: I mean, it, it, I, I definitely feel it because I think their Western division was just unprofitable, realistically. Yeah, because not only that, I, I do, I will say, it kind of sucks because that means that. I mean, maybe because uh, it depends if the if the if the contract is with Square or not. But the Marvel, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers, mm-hmm. what does that mean for those games? Yeah, is is Crystal Dynamics still working on that or, like, you know what I mean? That's true. What about Guardians two? Does that mean Embracer Group just gets that one if they make a sequel or, did did uh, did Square sell Avengers to Embracer as well? Like, I don't know where that's going with that. I don't know. They probably sold
1: them for like two bucks.
0: Honestly, yeah. No, they they paid Embracer to take it. Um, that's why it's three hundred mil. They had All right, so
1: you're buying Tomb Raider, and we'll throw in uh, Marvel's Avengers for free. Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> that's Nothing. that's we, why
0: it was three hundred million. It wasn't a it was a billion dollar contract, but they had to <laughs> they pay. had to cut it down <laughs> so
1: they would take Marvel. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, I I hope they're not selling, but I I, I think I think we'll see if we're spoken sixteen and. Remake 2 just don't do good. Mm-hmm. They absolutely are going to sell. Yeah. Um. I don't want them really to sell because I, I like the fact that we're getting like, like the fact they have the HD 2D team. Yeah. I like them kind of doing what they want to do. And it seems they're focusing on the Switch. Exactly. And obviously Square has a penchant for PlayStation right now. But I mean, that's always kind of been the case. But I feel like recently they've
1: kind of loosened on that. Just because of all the stuff that's gotten to Xbox in the last couple of years.
0: I mean I would hate to see that stop. I mean, case in point, if you want to play Octopath Traveler and you have a PlayStation, you can't. Mm -hmm. If you have Xbox, you can. Yeah. Like, that's weird to me that Octopath went to Xbox first and not PlayStation. And I'm like, okay. So I wonder is Triangle Strategy gonna do the same thing? Or is that is that going to Playstation well or whatever? So we'll see. But I I would love to see because the HD two D team seems to be doing stellar. I mean, mm-hmm. li- live alive, uh, Triangle Strategy, Octopath, they seem to be that's that seems to be their bread and butter, and I hope they keep that alive. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I want to see more Final Fantasy, but like done really well. I want to see some good shit. But I want to see some more Nier. Yeah. Although I think that's just Yoko Taro's that he's licensing to Square at this point. Honestly, yeah. Probably, because you, you know damn well if if Square gets sold and Yokotar doesn't like it, he's going to fight tooth and nail to get his shit back. Definitely. The, that, that motherfucker's crazy. Do so, not test him. <laughs> so Sony will say you have to make a game exclusive to PlayStation. He goes, but I don't want to. Well, you have to. And he, he full on just like presents them with a full hentai game of two B getting just railed. And he's like, all right, well, I have this game. Says so you can see, you press the X square in this, and d-. they're like, what the fuck is wrong with but you? But I also
1: made this one that could be multiplat. That's a masterpiece. <laughs> so you know, it's up to you.
0: <laughs> Somehow. He literally, so there go. And they go, we'll take that one, the good one, uh, for our exclusivity thing. He goes, oh, well, see if you say that, I'm just gonna delete it. Yeah. He's <laughs> like hovering his <laughs> finger over the button. He's like, I will get rid of it. I will delete all this work, and I will not make it again.
1: He's like, you either get this fucking Newgrounds hentai game, or this goes multi-plat. <laughs> he threatens to
0: blow up his mask. He's like you better fucking do it. <laughs> the thing's been a bomb the whole time so Sony's like hey uh, can you not make your female characters like thick as fuck and he's like I would okay. rather die no, no and the next character model is she's fucking huge <laughs> and
1: he's like how about that I turned the jiggle physics up to 300 on this one
0: the running animation is just
1: <laughs> the
0: titties are fully clipping through her head and he's like so what you think <laughs> sitting there with his mask smiling and I'm just like
1: Ack. he's made the source code so difficult to understand that nobody can touch it but him
0: that's what we find out is all these games have been just him <laughs> he has no team he's just a fucking he, doesn't, he just doesn't sleep I could see it no but I, we'll see let me know about so obviously if Square sells they sell we're at a point where we can't really do anything you know millionaires are gonna be millionaires yep and sell their shit for how much they want uh, tell me about the Yuji Naka stuff So Yuji Naka came out on Twitter recently um, and
1: his whole thing was basically, hey, I can talk about this now. The lawsuits are over. Um, Apparently, him working on Balan Wonderworld was the worst experience as a game developer that he's ever had. Square did not give him any freedom, kept enforcing deadlines, pushing up and up and up to the point where he... You know, he did win awards for the game, and he was not even allowed to go and accept these awards. He uh, he was so mistreated at Square that he had to go and take them to court possibly more than once. But um, his whole Twitter rant basically came out to Square doesn't care about their developers, and they definitely don't care about their fans. And that was a huge bomb to read from... Yuji Naka, indirect creator of Sonicu, and regular Sonic, the lesser known character. And uh, it just seems like Balan Wonderworld came out as just an absolute dumpster fire. And now we have some context as to why that could be. And it doesn't seem like it was his doing.
0: So to that, and I, I, I so I did. I did read a little bit of it. Mm. Um, but I was going through some replies and I don't know how well I can believe Yuji Naka considering that so he was removed as director about probably what a month from release mm. that still means most of the decisions were probably his well yes that. but also this is the same guy who so you know the reason we didn't get Sonic Extreme right? no because it was running on the Knights engine and he didn't like that hmm I, I want to believe him. Like, I, I would rather believe developers were big conglomerates, but Yuji Naga has too much, like, blood on his hands from, like, canceled projects and, like, shit he's done. Where apparently, like, I'm, I want to find the actual thing. Um. Oh, this is it. Okay. Um. Yeah. He. Sh- so, this is a, a comment where they're talking about this. He's like, hey, don't forget that this man shut down a game. And, uh... Stealing, steal, uh, stealing one of the people working on the game's engine, uh, <clears throat> and apparently went to their office and spoke in Japanese because he assumed the Americans wouldn't understand him. And this, this is the quote uh, from an interview from one of the producers. Uh, it, was a, it was a, it was a Star Fox esque Dreamcast game. Yujinaka came to visit with his team to, to tour our studio and look at our tools and engine. We had a lot of pr- pr- uh, proprietary and really phenomenal tech. I would say still to this day, we had some stuff that I haven't seen replicated quite to that level. Naka didn't realize that the people on my team, a lot of them uh, spoke fluent Japanese, including my head engineer. Naka started speaking in Japanese, assuming no one would understand. He started talking about what parts of our tech they were going to take for Sonic, and then basically said, as soon as they ship, fire everyone but one of the engineers who knows how the system works, and roll them into Team Sonic. And my team heard all of that. Damn. So that's the thing. Yuji Naka, sure he created Sonic and I feel like Battle of Wonderland probably was a dream project of his, but also like I don't know how well I can take his word for for this. I think it might be a mix of both. I think realistically he probably was taken off the project. Mm-hmm. The lawsuit obviously was a thing. But probably Square might it might have just been Square wasn't happy with what he was giving them, and they're like, yo, uh the fuck is this shit and he was like it's my masterpiece and i i I pretty much it was probably just like yuji naka is a different type of developer than square wanted yeah i feel like they they probably thought oh well, we've been doing really well with yoko taro so we can handle anything yeah again i i definitely i hope that i mean if he if he was wronged i want to you know that sucks um but i have a hard time believing him
1: yeah I think you're right I think it is a little bit
0: of both Like definitely Square has shown They also don't really Give a shit about Some of their developers
1: They definitely don't Give a fuck about fans You seen their fucking Merch website $50 for a 3 inch Sephiroth plush Yeah
0: They really Yeah No trust me I'm well aware Yeah did you get those Snapchats that I sent you, by the way? The the Warrior of Light thing I found at McKay's?
1: Yeah, that thing was <laughs> fucked up. Yeah,
0: there was also, and I I didn't buy it because I, I was like, I'm not trying to buy anything, but there was a Play Arts Kai Yuffie figure oh, in box. Dude. And I was like, fuck, I really wanted to buy it.
1: I own one Play Arts Kai, and it's Skull Face from MGS5. Hell yeah. And it's, it's definitely the nicest figure I own.
0: I am probably gonna get that Noctis one that came with uh, the deluxe edition because I'm probably gonna buy that. At some all point. the
1: uh, FF15 ones are like you can find them for super
0: cheap compared to what they came out at now. Yeah, I might do that just to have them all because I love that game. Yeah. Even, even if it's not as good, but I it sucks too because like on one hand I just feel Yujinaka is, is like a very specific creator. So yeah. Like he does things his way and it's like if things go against that he's very much like no fuck this this can't i i hate this
1: that's kind of the problem with all japanese developers from that old guard too yeah it's like if you don't make the game exactly how they want it they fucking hate you and your family and everything
0: you ever done is wrong yeah it it sucks because like i'm sure Balon wonderland was was gonna be good Mm -hmm. like had he given have you got to do it how he wanted i bet the game would have been fine I bet we would have been like, I'm not saying it would have won awards and been like this next level oh shit thing, but like, I bet it would have been like, Hey, it's a pretty good cult classic game. People are going to like it very similar to how people like Knights. Yeah. So like, I feel like it would have been fun. I found some very interesting stuff out about Knights recently. They had
1: a cut character in the first game that was a, uh, kind of a mirror character of Knights that was supposed to be a boss called self. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting rabbit hole. I went down. But, like, it's it's the same way with Miyamoto, right? Like, the day that Miyamoto dies, you're going to see a big shift in how Mario is made.
0: Well, even then, apparently Miyamoto also is one of those people where it's, like, he's very specific exactly about, yeah, shit. Because, like, what was it, like, the thing that came out that, like, Miyamoto didn't really give a shit if Metroid was playable or not. He just didn't like what he saw, so he said, fucking change it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fully, yeah, when Miyamoto either steps down or dies or whatever... We're going to see, like, I feel that the floodgates are going to be open.
1: I really hope that once that happens, Koizumi steps up into that spot. Because Koizumi is the fucking guy. He's the director of just pretty much everything that goes on with the Switch. The um, Koizumi seems like such a chill guy, he's honestly. A, he's a fucking dope dude. I would love to meet him. But uh, he is... The sole reason we got any story in Mario Galaxy, and he had to fight Miyamoto tooth and nail that's, for that.
0: That's the thing, too, is like Miyamoto is like is so dead set in how he thinks games should be made because he's at, he came from an era that made games like that. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Super Mario sixty four. There's no fucking story. Yeah. Look at even Mario Sunshine. Barely any story. Mario Galaxy, as you know, it's like oh, I like the story that was in that, but the fact that you had to fight for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Koizumi needs to be the next guy. I hope so.
1: I I definitely hope so because the day that Koizumi gets the f- like flagship a Mario title, that's going to be the most story heavy. Like Mario has lore now,
0: type of thing. No, the first Koizumi becomes president, he just goes. He's literally sitting there at, at his desk, and he just he just puts up a switch case, and it just says Paper Mario thousand your door. <laughs> and he just goes. There it's you go. time. He's just like here you go. Have fun.
1: I think he would do it.
0: <clears throat> That's what I do. I, I have a, I've had dreams about this where if I became like the leader of a game studio, I'm not just talking like small, whatever, like Sega, Microsoft, you know, those, I'd be that asshole where <clears throat> we do like a whole press conference. Everybody's doing this. And it ends with me sitting there, not saying a word. And I, and I just like put up a little, like, like a little piece of paper, like, like, like the SpongeBob thing where he puts like the thing down mm-hmm. and it just says one thing. And I just go, bye that's it no explanation of nothing i'd just be a complete asshole about it
1: just walk out in a press conference with a notebook and a pen write down paper mario thousand year door if
0: if if i got and dude if i got to be like in a if i got to be like sega like if, if sega said all right you get to run things now i would literally in i would do like all right so the sega conference is up next i'd walk up have like a full notebook set it down and just be like Tangle and Whisper are gay. Just walk <laughs> off the fucking stage.
1: If I was in that position, I would come out and say, "There's a new Nights game coming out."
0: I honestly, like, realistically, I would, I would sit there and be like, "All right, cool." So, Adventure Two remake, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a off rip. The second I, I'd be sitting there like twirling in the little desk seats, like, "All right, what one word? Adventure Two remake." That's that's three. Shut the fuck up. You're fired. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of my
1: office. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see Space Channel 5 come back as like a more core rhythm game. Yeah. And now they have basically all the rights to Hatsune Miku. Put that bitch in there.
0: Hatsune Miku, Space Channel 5.
1: She was in Persona Dancing.
0: Yeah. They could do it. I I hope. I, speaking of that that leak, I hope that leak's true because the fact that Persona Four was seen next to a Switch and Xbox logo. Yeah. Fuck. It's been eighty four years. I I'm just hyped for it, dog. Anything else you want to bring up before we end it, or we think we're done? I think we've got it all out for today. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, go check out Crazy Rich Asians. Any Hell any yeah. any format, whether it be book or movie. Church. Um, Oh, I got
1: one question for you on oh. behalf
0: of Vector. Okay. Do
1: you think vanilla's a squirter or she's on that cream team? Cream team.
0: <laughs> Although I feel weird saying it because her daughter's <laughs> name is Cream. That's
1: where she came from.
0: Oh, fair. No, vanilla's that well, I you know what? I think I think vanilla has like that both. Thing Maybe that's
1: where... how she got the name.
0: Alright, we're done. Fuck that. <laughs> uh Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, SideQuest underscore podcast. We're also, you can find our Instagrams there. And I'm, I'm going to leave it with a, with a question for y'all. In, in very similar vein to, to BJ's question with Vector. Uh, to all the audience, and be honest, look, I want you to look me dead in the eye through, through your iPhone screen. Would you smash Ruse the Bat? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. It's honestly um, just a bodysuit. Pretty much, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening, and as always, take it sleazy.